the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I'm going to presume we are back for the third segment of the Bruce Hooley Show. I've never had so much company while doing the snow. It's a show. It's fantastic. I have so many people trying to figure out why I sound like I'm mining coal in West Virginia. But if you hear that, I apologize. If you don't hear that, then don't pay any attention to it. Pay attention instead to Jason Aldean, country singer, Cincinnati. Over the weekend, you know Jason Aldean. He is. He fits into the conversation about kids in Columbus stealing cars, crashing cars, or other people stealing cars, and killing a four-year-old boy, which happened Saturday night in Columbus. How does Jason Aldean fit into that? Because of the mindset, the reception around his hit song, Try That in a Small Town. Try That in a Small Town says, carjack someone. By the way, um, I'm not sure when, because we don't have the official police report yet, but I'm told by my sources in the police bureau, we had a woman carjacked and shot by someone who approached her on a bicycle. So now... You don't even have to steal a car to involve an innocent victim in a crime. You can just steal a bike or find a bike, ride it up to someone with your gun and carjack them and shoot them. That happened in Columbus sometime in the last 24 hours. My guess is it's not has been released yet by police because it's part of a <laughs> deeper, darker, more sinister situation. But here's Jason Aldean in concert on Saturday night talking to people about the way he has been labeled a racist for saying that small-town values matter because you can't spit on a cop, you can't carjack someone, you can't act a fool, you can't say America's a terrible country in small towns where people still believe in hard work, delayed gratification, integrity, character, and working to achieve the American dream. They're going to try to cancel Jason Aldean because, of course, he's a Trump supporter and his wife has gone on the record saying that she thinks transgenderism is, and because it is, utter nonsense and demented and demonic. But here's Jason Aldean doing the one thing you got to do, okay? This is the one thing you got to do. Never apologize. Never apologize to the demonic evil left. You wrong a Christian brother, you wrong someone because you're out of line, you could admit you're wrong. But don't ever apologize to people who want to sexualize children, who want to say that the country was founded with systemically racist roots. Don't apologize to people who have no interest in having a discussion with you, a conversation with you. Don't apologize to people who have no interest in fixing the problem. They're just professional complainers. And here's Jason Aldean saying all the right things, which is refusing to say I'm sorry. Here's one thing I feel. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think you can you can think something all you want to, it doesn't mean it's true, right? I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit happened to us. 
You can believe anything you want to. It doesn't mean it's true. That's what Jason Aldean said, and he's right. But we are in an era where George Costanza might as well be the president as Joe Biden because the epitaph for this administration is it's not a lie if you believe it. And, oh, they believe it. They believe that was a great exit from Afghanistan. They believe real wages are up. They believe the border is secure. They believe you can't define a woman. They believe men can breastfeed. They believe killing babies and dismembering them in the womb is correct. It's not a lie because they believe it. Well, Bob Woodson doesn't believe it. Bob Woodson is the author of Red, White, and Black, Rescuing America's History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. Bob Woodson is, a. it looks like he's a 75-ish black man. He speaks truth, which, of course, means he's hated by those on the left because he's black. And, you know, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. I assure you, Robert, uh, Bob Woodson did not vote for Joe Biden. Uh, here he is talking about Jason Aldean and the values that Jason Aldean's song extols. I do not find Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, offensive, nor do I find it racist. What he's really talking about is protecting traditional values. Some years ago, the Woodson Center also had a full day's conference where we organized around the country grassroots leaders, and the theme was, not here you don't where we talked about the need to protect our community from drug dealers and thugs. I don't see any difference in what Jason is talking about and what we at the Woodson Center talked about, that we must protect our community. That's the exact same viewpoint put forward by here locally by Reverend Mark Hampton. And he had a, an event on the west side of Columbus a couple of months ago. We had Pastor Mark on the show to talk about it. It's the same mindset talked about by the people in Linden who really care, not the, not the, not the showboats, not the Zach Klein city law director. Sorry, that's Robert. Again, I had the cursor on it. Um, Not Zach Klein, not Andrew Ginther, not, not, not Elaine Bryant, the police chief, not Lashana Potts, the assistant chief, because they're the ones who stand up in front of their detective bureau, which by the way, has like 40 empty chairs in the room because they're down in terms of manpower. They'll go into Linden, oh, we got to stop this, oh, this has got to stop. It's so funny in a morbid sort of way that when those 14-year-old boys crashed the stolen Kia almost exactly one year ago and killed themselves and injured another, the boy who was injured who walked away from that crash, he was in another stolen car crash like a month later. Okay? I mean, if people refuse to learn lessons, what's going to change? But you know who? There's like a group, End the Violence in Linden. There's like a group of dads or a group of pastors in Linden. New Albany Presbyterian Church, they're doing great work in Linden. All they're doing is is extolling the necessity and the wisdom of biblical values. Uh, Linden had a great football season like a year or two ago. Uh, Their coach is white. Their coach instills discipline on the team. He is understanding of kids who don't have an adult at home and may have to skip a practice because they have a little brother or sister they have to take care of. He doesn't just boot them off the team. He told me I got to have different standards because life here is not life in Dublin or Hilliard or Upper Arlington. No, it's not. It's not life in those suburbs. But rather than try to make Linden and Franklinton and places like that safe and livable and prosperous 
by ingraining the values of suburbs where people of all races and ethnicities exist and flourish. What do you think? Oh, you think Dublin? Oh, Dublin, it's all white. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, neither is Hilliard. Neither is New Albany. Like, you're nuts if you think those suburbs are all white. So there's nobody. You know the difference? You know the people of quote-unquote minority ethnicities and why they live in Dublin or Hilliard or New Albany? You know why? Because they've gotten educated. They've worked hard. They've achieved They've made good decisions. You know what they didn't do? They didn't go out like Terrell shoot and steal a car and run over a four-year-old boy after a litany of crimes. 2017, lying about his identity, improper handling of a firearm, possession of marijuana, two-tier sex offender. You don't find a lot of ethnic abnormalities. Joyce Beatty would say, oh, well, you know, he's uh, an Indian doctor, a Hispanic doctor, uh, you know. That's, a, that's, an, that's just not open to the people from the inner city. It's not open to the people of the inner city if you won't go into the inner city and say what needs to be said in all cities. My message to the kids from Linden a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, when I talked to them, they were heads down, nobody was paying attention. You know what my advice was? Finish high school. When you go to school, ask everyone you come in contact with, hey, what can I do to help you today? Don't get a girl pregnant, or if you're a girl, don't get pregnant. Get a job, even if you have to, you know, you're only working like two hours a week. Get a job and keep a job until you have a better job. Go to a Bible believing church, make friends. You might not understand the gospel. Count on other people to explain it to you and model it for you and befriend you. All those are good decisions. Will you hear Chantel Brown tell that to her constituents in Warrensville Heights or Joyce Beatty tell that to the people that she represents? Heck no, they're never going to say that. And that's why nothing ever changes. So if you thought... That the 24-year-old man who uh, hit and killed a 4-year-old boy on Saturday night uh, might have been uh, struck by the gravity of his actions and apologetic, uh, a figurative, if not literal, come-to-Jesus moment, uh, you, like me, will be uh, sorely disappointed. Because 24-year-old Tyrell Shute was in court this morning. And uh, he said, it wasn't my fault, as prosecutors described his car jumping the curb, driving some distance after jumping the curb, and hitting the boy. Now, the speed limit in that area is five miles an hour in the park. He was going 40. It wasn't my fault. What a, what a perfect comeback for Terrell Shoot to state after everyone involved, everyone around, saw him do it, he was not being pursued by police. No, no, don't think, oh, well, they were chasing him, you know, he was scared. No, they were not chasing him. In fact, after he hit 
the little boy and killed the little boy, although Columbus police rushed the young man, the little boy, to the uh, hospital, and he died there. Kudos, Columbus police. Terrell Shute hit the little boy and fled from his stolen car on foot. And officers didn't give chase then. They were too busy caring for the boy who was hit and killed. So, uh, Mr. Shute had his license suspended in 2021. So he has been driving for three years with a suspended license. And this is deeply tragic and horrible because it's totally avoidable. We should have a four-year-old boy whose mother was watching him play on a playground, doing what moms should do, watching their little children play. That young man should still be alive. Terrell Shute is going to spend a long time in jail, I hope. I would not classify what he did as aggravated vehicular homicide as much as I would classify it as murder. And I would never let him out of prison again. Doesn't mean it's, he's irredeemable. Just means that he would have to get his life together and be a productive citizen within the confines of prison because he took another person's life with his own stupid decisions and willful disregard for the law. But instead, he's in court today saying, it wasn't my fault. Now, lest you think that Terrell Shute is the only thing that went south in terms of behavior that we need in an orderly society, now you were wrong. Uh, today on the far west side over by Hilliard, a man shot and found dead near Frank's Park, 6 a.m. On Sunday afternoon, Interstate 71 near East Hudson Street, that's a little north of the campus area, uh, multiple people shooting at each other on I-71. Uh, this is at least the fourth such incident of gunfire breaking out on our interstate highways within the confines of the city of Columbus. I do not consider I-71 and I-70 inside the outer belt safe places to be. I have friends who have to drive through there. I can't remember the last time I did so, and I would do everything I could to avoid it. Just because our police leadership and our city council, and I'm careful to say police leadership because I know officers, and the officers know how to fix this. But Andrew Ginther doesn't have any interest in fixing it. Zach Klein doesn't have any interest in fixing it. Why would you risk putting people in jail for their antisocial behavior when the people you put in jail for antisocial behavior have relatives who you need to vote for you so you can stay the mayor. Why would you do that? I mean, the right answer is because you really care about stewarding the city and turning the ship back from its degenerative wokeness because this was not what the city was like when it was governed by Republicans. That's the right answer, but that's not their answer. That's not going to change. It's not going to change here. It's not going to change anywhere. It's not going to change in any American major cities. The cities are lost. This is how a society deteriorates. It starts with the cities. The cities are lost. They're done. I think they're unfixable. 
I wish I could say something different, but I can't. We had a woman this morning. I think it was this morning. Maybe it was overnight. Carjacked, shot by the carjacker who approached her on a bicycle with a gun. That's our city. That's the city we live in. Now, what is the hope for society? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the guilty are not brought to justice and made to pay penalties for their bad behavior, if the pain of behaving badly does not exceed the allure and the perceived benefits of, be- of behaving badly, people are going to continue to behave badly. and just are. Change happens when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of changing. That's just the fact, Jack. Whether you want to believe it or not, that is the fact. Now, this week, Hunter Biden will go before a judge in Delaware for his sweetheart plea deal. Two misdemeanor tax evasion charges and a diversion program for a federal gun violation. He lied on a federal gun application form. The fact that Chantel Brown of Warrensville Heights and Joyce Beatty, your Columbus congressional representatives, are not standing on their chairs in Congress to object to Hunter Biden not being held accountable for his clear violation of federal gun crimes makes me happy because it must mean that the Democratic Party has given up shrieking and shouting about the need for more gun laws. I mean, if the epitome of the white patriarchy, the son of the sitting president, can get away with openly, blatantly, unrepentantly lying on a federal gun form, then obviously Democrats don't care about gun laws anymore. Hooray! I hope you didn't drown in the sarcasm. But as for the hope of society, it is only going to happen if people are held accountable for their crimes. And so it's interesting. With Hunter Biden going before a judge for his plea deal, and one of his business partners, Devin Archer, supposedly going to testify to House Oversight this week, Archer is going to testify a day or two after Biden's plea deal. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Democrats are going to do just what they did last week with the whistleblowers. They're not going to pay a lick of attention to what Devin Archer tells them. And what he's going to tell them is, yeah, Hunter Biden used to put his dad on the phone all the time to talk to business associates. And you know the Democrats are going to say, oh, Hunter Biden, look, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Ask no questions about Hunter Biden. They're not going to ask any questions about Hunter Biden because their strategy is going to be, you don't even need to wait for it, but this is what it's going to be. It's over. Hunter Biden's in court. It's over. Why are we here? Why are we talking about this anymore? It was already suggested to a Republican presidential candidate on Sunday that once Hunter Biden goes to court, you guys got to drop it. It's over. It's over. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I got my hands over my ears. I'm running around. I'm not listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.